Welcome to Cinema Bushido. I'm your host, Matthew Whitaker. And with me, as always, is my Kato from another Mado, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. It's too late to apologize. How you doing today? Well, well, as long as you were thinking that you needed to, that's like the most important part. You're, you're pretty much Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> You're like, I need to apologize, but uh, I'm not going to. You know I, something? I I'm cutting that all out. I never Trump. ever want to make a Donald Trump reference. So, yeah, <laughs> you said it was too late to apologize. I'll take it from there and just say, "Well, you know, apologies, you know? apologies are the genes of Jesus." It's too late to apologize for that Donald Trump remark. <laughs> no, I'm done. I told you. Just pause. Apologies. I'm not, no, you're apologies. Not there. No, <laughs> apologies are the genes of Jesus. <laughs> The Jesus is genes. Jesus, Jesus is genes. <laughs> All right, so tonight, this is going to be really cool. We're doing another Katishi. <laughs> Stop it, Lee. Stop. Okay. Tonight, we're doing another badass flick from our man, Mr. Can you say it? Say it for me. Takeshi oh, Katano. Ah, B. Thanks. Katano. Yeah, Kitano yeah. Master. Okay, yeah. so what pisses me off about this is I saw this movie. Um, it came out in 2001. I saw it about 2002. And I was like, this is the best fucking movie ever. I just loved everything about it. And I went out, uh, you know, prepping for this particular podcast. And I looked at the tomato meter. And it's at 47% fresh. Oh. Now, I'm going to go ahead and call out a couple of people here. Because most people, like there's a guy named, it's a man actually, <laughs> named Rene Rodriguez. And Rene, he was like, Kitano's most enjoyable, flat out fun movie, provided you could stomach the violence. Pretty much the hate on this movie comes down to it was too violent. I don't think it was too violent. If you watch any fucking Yakuza movies, they're violent. That's what makes them fun. Like... I get it. Okay, so this is his foray into America. But so there's a guy. Uh, he looks like um, a super skinny basketball star that probably washed out. His name is Desson Thompson from the Washington Post. He's a top critic. He says, just how many acts of self-inflicted finger amputations do I really want to see? Hey, Desson, if you're watching a fucking mafia movie... Uh, I mean, if you're watching a movie about a bunch of fucking guys that are, like, killing the shit out of each other and chopping each other's fingers off, well, guess what? You're going to see a lot of them. Fuck you, Desson. Desson, let me translate for you. You're a daft cunt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, There's another person. uh, You'll like this. Uh, He was from the Greenwich Village Gazette. He said, Takeshi has been considered a master, perhaps, but there's no art here, just violence. Guess what? Don't watch violent films, you fucking idiot. Yeah, that's just the sort of thing I I expect somebody in Greenwich Village to say. Right, like, why would you go, like, I don't know, it'd be like going to Deadpool and being like, oh, you know, he sure cut off a lot of people's arms and stuff. Like, I expected Deadpool to be, like, more fun, you know, (laughs) fun-loving. You got to do it in that wasp voice, that uh, that that like Connecticut wasp voice. Show me, show me, work. show me the oh, money. I, I can't do it, but it's like I can hear it in my head. He's like, 
oh my darling, no, no, no. It's almost like British in a sense. It's just like that really rich and slow draw. Like, I'm just, it's just positively dreadful the way that the, the game is going today, is it not? And it's just like this weird American accent that those rich people in Connecticut get. And the Hampshires, that just basically mm-hmm. just want to Okay. It's called the Oregon Trail. Okay. The There's one last critic. You'll love this. Uh, it's a gentleman woman named Jean uh, Lowerison. And they just put, oh, brother. That's, I mean. Uh, I mean, what do you do with that? Um, you can't they're from the San Diego Metropolitan. But I have <laughs> to think. San Diego, I believe, is the correct pronunciation. I have to think it's like the first review they ever did. They were like, okay, I saw Spinal Tap, and they did that shit sandwich thing. What am I going to do that's going to make me sound really <laughs> clever? Oh, oh, I know. It's called Brother. <laughs> I think, you know what we can make of that, that review? It's a whale's vagina. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, well, anyway, knocking out the negative reviews of Brother, that's uh, where it was. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, first off, I get it. Nobody loves Rotten Tomatoes. It's a bunch of shit. Whatever. The audience score is 79%, so whatever. I, on the other hand, as the actual person that uh, Kitano wanted to watch his film, I give it 96% fresh. So you get that from me, my friend. Kitano, I love you. I love you, and I love this movie. So, Lee Van Cleef, what did you think of Brother? I think uh, it, you could tell it was a it was it was a little bit of a departure from what he does. He went out of his way to kind of explain to me the round eye, uh, all the different ceremonial things that go into being yakuza, you know. And for me, that that was really exciting. And, and for instance, for instance the, like, there had been a trivia question in a past podcast on Cinema Bushido where we, you had asked about the cutting of the pinky. And, uh, you know, for me, that was exciting like, because I, you know, I, I gravitate to that, that ancient Roman idea of pietas, you know. And it's interesting because it, you can see it clearly when he's in Japan and you can see it kind of meld into the movie slowly when he comes to L.A. And so for me, it was a great movie. It was fun. And I like the extra violence. I think it's hard for it's It would be hard for me to go to Japan and write and direct and star in a movie that was in Japan when I spoke English and had never really had any kind of connection to Japanese culture. And, to, and I'm basically trying to make a movie for the Japanese to enjoy as well. So I, I have a deep abiding respect for his challenges. I, I think it. I think for me, it was my favorite Katana movie that I've seen so far. Don't you feel like he did it too? Like, let, let's say you said it. It's uh, instead, it's uh, Scorsese, and he's going to Japan, and he's gonna show what it's like for a mafioso to try to kind of integrate himself into the yakuza. And um, it's easy to do it, you know, in L.A. You come to L.A. and there's no organization there's just a bunch of shitty people selling drugs and doing crap and and he's he's out of the gate badass i mean one of my favorite scenes which we're not even two favorite scenes but that great opening scene with omar epps where yeah. omar's like fucking with him and he just you know he just fucking slashes him in the eye he's like yeah well here you go yeah i another thing i really liked about this movie is you got the sense that these guys were like a bunch of misfits and he was the ringer you know? Yeah, 
Like, like they were nothing without him. And the moment he shows up, uh, because his uh, his boss got killed, and he had no choice but to fucking flee. And the moment he shows up, it's like they're 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 pissing with the big dogs, you know. The two, it, the the whole moral of the movie to me was you can't hang with the big dogs if you pee like a puppy. And he was the only big dog in the group. Everybody else was a bunch of misfits. Just they would have they suits. would have washed out. They would have just yeah. done their thing, and that would have been the end. But instead. Here came our man Yamamoto, which he was not yet Aniki, brother. Yeah. You know, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, older brother, right? Yeah. Oh, and I and I know. <laughs> I uh, maybe I wait for our best scenes, but that great scene with uh, Omar Epps where he's uh, he's ripping him off with the hole in the cup. Yeah. I just I know that spoke to you. I mean, I think all the action in this movie spoke to me. Yeah. I, I was just really impressed because you don't normally get like such you get blatant action with katana movies, but it's still kind of poetic, it's still kind of beautiful, it still looks like art. But there are scenes in this movie that are just straight up thug life. The, the, I'm gonna fuck you up, and it came it it came perfectly timed. You yeah, know? I, I loved it. Agreed. So yeah, I love it. He uh, you know he comes and he finds his uh, his younger brother, adopted brother, and uh, he forces them forces their hand to make them all become part of a new clan and and the stuff with omar epps denny he it was just hilarious um things take a turn uh his lieutenant comes uh kato uh which i just love this guy you know him as well from both yeah. uh, <laughs> the 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 uh, that awesome scene with the rain and um it's on a team where yeah. they're trying to wash themselves and then of course in uh in um hanabi but uh susumu terahima he's freaking awesome i call him the the discount james chien or tien <laughs> he kind of reminds me of a less attractive james tien okay i'll buy that and you know i would i would call him the um <laughs> super low red james dean because he's yeah. a suave motherfucker yeah. yeah, he's like Mambo Italiano, but yeah. in Japanese with yeah. chopsticks. Okay, so, about rice instead of pizza. So we meet uh, Shirase. Uh, I love that guy. His name is yeah. uh, Masaya Kato, and he's cool as fuck, right? He's like, no, I'm yeah. not going to join you, bastards. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> like, he's like he's like the American counterpart, right? He's got like one foot in in, in each side of the line, right? Yeah, like that's more the American sentiment. It's like, nah, bro. There ain't no pietas here. There ain't no family, no loyalty. It's just doggy dog. And here's this. And then at the same time, he speaks Japanese, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's ba- he's basically an American Japanese. He, he he reminded me more of like a really good mafia enforcer than than uh, Yakuza. Yeah, but I I liked because it's exactly what you said. He is what you'd expect here. Where Kitano, he's bringing, you know, some... First off, he's just bringing his own agenda. He, yeah. He's just bored, and it sucks, but, yeah. Um, so, I wanted to ask you, um, Paper Airplane, Kato, all these artistic sentiments, uh, yeah, what'd you think? Like, did you feel like it wasn't just a gore fest? Cause yeah, no, we're I... Because about to get I, the bullets. I, I, I think he's. I think he. I think it's still a beautiful and artistic. I mean, he, he Kitano is extremely artistic as an individual, and he brings that to every element uh, of the movie. I, I mean, the violence is still artistic. The the music is gorgeous. There's scenes that don't need to be scenes, like playing on the beach. 
that doesn't need to be in the movie. He wants to set that stage. He wants to make that world real. He wants to transport you there. Like the ceremonial scenes in Japan, all the, all those scenes are are there for a reason. Like they're there to take you out of wherever you're sitting and, and be immersed in this world. So I, I don't know. I, I think, I think it might be misunderstood because, you know, first of all, we're not Japanese, right? So how much of and Japanese, the Japanese culture is extremely, it's extremely uh, like ethnocentric, right? Like you can live your entire life in Japan, but if you're not Japanese, you're not, if you're not actually Japanese, you're not Japanese. Right. And, you know, and it's one of these things, it's really special. It's like this little incubator of culture that we'll never actually get. And we, all we can really do is marvel at it. All right. And, and so for me, I think it was, wasn't well received because it's maybe too much of Japanese cinema, but I think that's part of the beauty of it is it's that it's not transformers, right? right. right? It's, it's, it's an actual, it's an actual artist trying to make art. Well, know? I'll tell you what I didn't like when we get there, but I want to hear your favorite scene. Um, this is going to sound dumb, but before they go kill the, the, uh, the discount Scarface, yeah. um, he, Katano's in the car with these two poor bastards and he fucking shoots what the guy next to him. And then he shoots the driver and the car goes just fucking driving just perfectly straight into this fucking guardrail. <laughs> that was brilliant. That scene. I was like, yeah, I've seen that scene a million times, but I've never seen that scene cut in that way. I fucking love that scene. I watched it like three times. I know that was one of my favorite too. Because you know, first off, it's really ballsy. Like, yeah, he he could die, but he's also kind of like, all right, these guys are gonna fucking get me. But yeah, it was really good. He just kind of gets out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he kills that other guy who's trying to get away, and he's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I love that scene, and I love the fact they let that fucking car actually hit that guardrail. They showed that shit. Yeah, no. It was hard. It was hardcore, and yet you know it's interesting that it's all in L.A., but they yeah. don't show L.A. L.A. They just show the shitty parts. Just like if you watch any Yakuza movie, you're in Tokyo or you know you're in some small town, but they never actually give. They don't give a crap about making it so you can like see kind of any like you don't see the Hollywood sign, for example. Like you don't, landmarks. You, yeah, yeah. You're just yeah. seeing. The shitty side streets. And they do that all the time, um, you know, in all the Mikkei movies and all of the, you know, Katana movies. But, okay, so my favorite scene, <laughs> my favorite scene is, of course, and you know this one so well, but it's, a, uh, you know, he has everybody, like, going out of their way to try to make sure they have enough guns because, you know, he's going to go ahead and, like, you know, take out all these guys. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, in the end, it didn't matter like that they had them hiding all these places. He had them taped under the table, and he goes in and kills the, all these guys. But they're, they're these total assholes. It was like the most like stereotypical like yeah. Greek guy and Italian guy, and they're just like, uh, yeah, I, I, we're gonna tell him whatever we want, you know these these Japs. We're gonna do this. And after he kills him, it was just such a great katana line. He's like, he doesn't know a word of English, but he was like. I understand Jap assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. And who says Jap? And it's funny because that, remember that one fat guy who's talking all that shit? He's like, I kill so many bodies. You Japs think you get, get this on me? And then somebody just caps him. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Talk is cheap and you are spare change. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, all right. So do you have a second scene? 
Yeah, my, my second favorite scene, you're going to laugh, but it was the basketball scene where they're oh. all like in a group. And, <laughs> and uh, Discount James Tien is like, he's getting pissed, so he's like kicking at people. You know, I was cracking I up. He's calling him James Tien because I love James Tien so much. And he is like, he kind of reminds me of James Tien. Yeah, he, like he's like the less pretty version. Like if James Tien got into a car wreck and had to have like <laughs> surgery afterwards because he like scarred his face, yeah. that'd be like, that would be this guy. But when Kato is out there, he's like, he's getting upset. So he's like kicking at people and people are like, they're not getting all like super angry. They're just like fucking whatever, dude. And he's just like trying to keep, he's trying to fight the big guy. He's trying to fight everybody. It was one of the funniest scenes. Yeah, I love that scene because it looked like they really were having fun, even though they were like filming. It looked like they didn't choreograph it that well. It looked like they were just having fun with it. No, I think so too. Well, and unfortunately, I think my next favorite scene, because it's just so fucking hardcore and it filled my heart with like, oh shit, it's when Kato goes ahead and like murders himself to prove loyalty Mm -hmm. to uh, Shirase. I was just like fuck but it was it was good and it's one of those things that just happens in these things and it it affects me that's all i just i watch it and i'm like what the fuck man well you know that's that that's what that pietas right like there's this there's this like ancient idea that like not only do you owe it to the your forebears you've inherited like certain things from your forebears and not only do not only do you have like a duty to your family and to your religion whatever that is but you have a duty to your to your ancestors. You inherit things from them, and Cato embodies that sense of yeah. duty. Yeah. You know, and and you know, it's sad because it's kind of it's kind of becoming evanescent. You know, where it goes back more... to the samurai days of like true yeah. loyalty, and yeah, yeah, you don't see that in shit. Yeah, and yeah, and it's kind of being slowly eroded away from society here in the West, but. I mean, it, I mean that's why they cut the pinkies off, right? Yeah. Like that's why. That, that's because it's and, and and I mean I'm not advocating you cut your pinky off when you fuck up, but I'm saying that like you enter into an ancient fraternal order, you know the rules when you go in, and you suffer the consequences for it. Yeah, you said it. It's like really fucking taking responsibility. <laughs> oh, dude, can you imagine the balls that it takes to cut off your own fucking <laughs> pinky? Oh, dude! And I love oh. I love that the you know they they made such a point of it, which is uh, why let me find him, uh, Desson Thompson from the Washington yeah. Post. You know he crapped his pants and he he cried some tears. He's like, "How many finger amputations do I need to watch?" It's like, well, dude, are you not watching? Are you not like getting what's happening? Like, yeah, yeah. I I mean I have no respect for anybody who can't respect the differences of another culture. Yeah, fuck you, you know? Desson. Fuck you. Yeah. There's only two kinds of people I can't respect. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and Dustin Thompson. Yeah, you know, I, w- I haven't been fair because uh, there's also a gentleman named Andrew Saris. He uh, works for the New York Observer. He says, as an actor and writer-director, Mr. Kitano projects an amused irony that makes his films worth seeing. An amused irony. Yeah, which you could see uh, that. You know, the way... Yeah. Um, one of my my second, well, I got how many favorite scenes do I have? When he inadvertently um, kills his girlfriend. Oh yeah, he <laughs> smiles. Yeah, he smiles. Yeah, you for know, a it's it's like I'm in the dirt, so far in the dirt, and he didn't want to, but you know, it's like I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do like what like Yakuza should do, and yeah. 
Spoiler alert, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, fuck you. Yeah, no, that's that's Um, that's every cinema machine. If you've gotten to this part and you're pissed that you... We don't give a shit about spoilers. If if you're hoping that I'm going to give you, like, kind of a review so you can then go watch it, it's never going to happen. Yeah, He kills his girlfriend. (laughs) And she was cute, too. I liked her. She was funny. I love that part where she's in the alleyway. And she keeps walking back and forth to show, you know, it was like about the bet. I, that whole side thing about the uh-huh. betting that mm-hmm. Kitano had going with Omar Epps. Oh, it was fucking wonderful. I, uh, I was going to say my third favorite scene is the chopstick scene. <laughs> yeah. So they fucking, he yells freeze in this, in this sushi bar and they catch like a would-be assassin he's got his gun like half drawn out of his shoulder holster and um and they they catch him and they give him a they give him a little lesson and then they stick some chopsticks like awkwardly up his nose and you think (laughs) you think that he's just gonna get away with being embarrassed and shamed and you know and then the fucking the guy just goes and just does this move where his palm of his hand hits those those chopsticks and just at the right scene they cut away to blood and it was just fucking epic. Like he, like you knew right away that guy fucking died death by chopsticks. Yeah, and it was fucking beautiful. Which was a throwback to Hanabi, right? Yes, the, exactly. Yeah. But th- that was in the eye. Yeah, this was in the nose. No, but uh, it chopsticks as a death device. <laughs> Shit. I mean, it's a sh- it's it's basically a shift. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> I mean, if they ever outlaw guns in America... I have to be totally honest Don't hand out chips, chopsticks. I have to be honest. Every time I use chopsticks, I use them today. I went to this uh, this little Japanese place, and I just thought about, you know, <laughs> chopsticks as a murdering device. You know, you know it's even, funny. Yeah, it's like we've gone dark with them. Is every time I order, like, any kind of, like, Japanese or Chinese or Korean takeout here, I have, like, there's Korean stores everywhere here in Colorado Springs. And I get like a big bag of chopsticks every once in a while. And I just like I was just thinking about all my chopsticks today, actually. And I was like, you know, I could really hurt somebody with this. You yeah, know, I, you you could really do it's a, it's a small piece of wood that's kind of sharp. You know, you could sharpen it up real quick if you needed to. Dude, have you ever seen The Last Dragon? Now, no, now we'll have to do that one um, as a Bushido one coming up. Uh, it's it's going to take you back to the eighties, but. Uh, I think it was watching that uh, I was first inspired to learn to use chopsticks. And, uh, you know, that's like, it's a long time ago. It was it was dating women that made me want to learn how to use chopsticks. <laughs> okay, well, are you ready for your top six challenge? Uh, can I get one more thing in? Oh, no, listen, I need more things. So you just go for it. Uh, Dude, I, 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 movie... Maybe I didn't finish up either, but I'm ready. I want to give you your top six because it's all about... Hollywood and LA. Nice. Oh yeah. fuck, I'm gonna fail. It's gonna uh, it doesn't beautiful. matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, like, give me. Yeah, sorry. I I okay. always ask. Two two hot I takes. Two, but give me your final thoughts on Takeshi Kitano's brother. One is that Kitano sits a lot in this fucking movie. Every other scene, he's sitting down. I was like, I wondered if it was because he was in LA and he doesn't speak English and he's got to shoot scenes that he's not actually shooting, and I wonder if that was why. And then uh, secondly, like, I just, I, I thought the best part of this movie was that you get to see Omar Epps, who is a, I, I mean, there, it remind I forgot that Omar Epps existed. Yeah. And so, you know, and there was, was once a point I knew he was a rising 90s. star. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and I just thought, you know, like he gets his one scene to really act it up at the end, and he fucking fails. Oh, dude! Like I brought that up earlier. I was gonna say the one failure in this whole thing. Please take it away because that is it's the worst scene of the movie. Because he has completely let down his brother, even though he's like like when Katano gets shot, Aniki gets shot. He's the he's one of the only people there who's. Loyal to his soil, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then it comes down and he's like Peter to Jesus, right? Like he just he fucking runs away and he just fucking lets it go. And then he thinks he gets like a bag of dirty laundry, but he's got a bag of money and a beautiful. And he had to know better. I mean this yeah. guy had been taking care of him the whole time. It was just such a dumb Now I could see the sentimentality comes from like this Gitano style thing, but it was pretty dumb. It was pre- you know who they needed to have in that? Hmm. Was Denzel Washington? Fuck! Imagine Denzel playing Gomez. Gun- <gasps> I just, I just came in my pants. Oh well, I hope no girl has ever heard you come because that's rough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I love Denzel more than I love anyone other than uh, Kitano yeah. and uh, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> but um, oh, no. Forrest Whitaker would have been a great oh, oh that would been at that time at the time. Yeah, because yeah, he wouldn't. He would have worked for cheap too. He no, see, worked... Omar did a great job throughout. He played the very like kind of out of touch, but like definitely um, appreciative sort of like American that's getting hooked up by this Japanese dude, and also definitely uh, like a big part of the um, gambling thing. But that final like monologue thing, whatever you want to call it, yeah, horrible. One of my favorite people in the world, her name is uh, Sarah Michelle Fetters. She says, the film explores in multi-layered depths how violence begets violence and how this cycle, once started, is nearly impossible to break. So Uh, fucking insightful, Sarah. If she ever needs a husband that drinks a lot but has a lot of prospects, tell her to let me know because I wrote down in my notes, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah, exactly. Moviefreak.com. Sarah Michelle Fetters. Thanks, Sarah. You're yeah. awesome. Sarah, we appreciate your wisdom and insights. It's very it kind of harkens back to antiquity. It does. I mean that's just it's just nice to have somebody that gets it. Um let's get to our top six. Are you ready, sir? I'm always ready for your straights. I mean your top six. Yeah, yeah. the straight six. Uh you can call it whatever you want because it's yeah. coming. It's coming to it you. It makes straight. me chuckle when I think of you having a small penis. <laughs> six is small? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those, I'm always like, it is six, but it's not, you know, it's like four. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's like, like, like I pretend I'm six foot, but I'm actually like five foot seven. So I don't yeah. know. Like everything's bigger in the Pacific Northwest. I know. Everybody's like six feet. It's crazy. No, I'm saying everything's bigger. Like if in Colorado, where you're at, if I were there, I'd be five, seven. But here I'm like six foot because, you know. No it's like going it's like going everybody to Japan. in oregon is tall god damn it i cut oh. off my fucking pinky okay tested or everybody in oregon is like six it's like germany everybody's like six foot one all right so the hollywood sign what did the hollywood sign originally say vine web i don't know <laughs> that's actually a fucking awesome answer but now it said hollywood land <laughs> <laughs> but i love vinewood I'd love to give it to you just because I love that answer so much, but it's just not. 
Hollywood land. <laughs> That's what it said. Okay. The sign curves around the mountain and no one can see the land. We've got to short it out. Okay, no, no, no. But here's, here's what explains it. So why did it say Hollywood land? What was that all about? Disneyland. It was a advertisement for Tinseltown's latest real estate development, Hollywood. Hollywood land. Yes, the Hollywood dumb. sign used to say Hollywood Land, and it was also there because it was an advertisement for fucking property. Uh, well, that's two out of six that you failed, sir. Yeah, good for me. You know, Ziggy is probably hearing this and fucking pissed right now. All right, so Ziggy's going to love this one. I need you to translate some Spanish, <laughs> and it's going to be my <laughs> broken Spanish. So L.A., when it was founded, its full name was... El Pueblo de Nuestra Señora Reina de los Angeles sobre el Rio Porquincula. What is that? Oh, mean? I know exactly what that means. It means the land of dishwashers and hotel cleaners. <laughs> no. Now, next time you see Ziggy, he's going to kick your ass. Yeah, he, he, I, you know, he could probably do it. He's big. He's oh, a big he boy. Could. He could. He's going to kill you. Anyway, I mean, it's I, the town of Our Lady Queen of the Angels on the Porcanucla River. In my defense, I'm a biter. If you get me and you hit me no, a couple no, times, no, I get everybody dizzy. knows I'm a you're, biter. A, you're a pillow biter. You've always, you've oh, always said it. You've always meant it. You've always done it. I'm always like, make me buy my pillow when you go down on me, ghost. Exactly. Yeah, it makes me. <laughs> And I feel dirty for saying that. It's too late to apologize. Go on. All right, so that was three. Uh, number four. <laughs> uh, My goal is to get zero and six. How did what, what was Beverly Hills uh, when it all started out? What was Beverly Hills? It was an oil mine, an oil rig. Everybody knows you that. Know, have you ever seen the Beverly Hills? You almost could have been right on that because it's like, there's a lot of truth on it. But Beverly Hills was a modest Lima Bean ranch. Or lima bean? Lima? It's lima bean. Lima bean. Fuck you. Fuck you for correcting me, and now you're dead to me. Said every woman you ever fucked. Oh, God. No, they're Because you always fuck the pretty ones. You never fuck the They're always ones. like, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, but the, the, the kind of thing is, is that, like, the pretty ones, make they, they get you with the hard burn. Do you know what I've started like, doing? I've started, like, finishing by, like, with the hand movements, kind of like um, that famous magician guy that made the Eiffel Tower disappear. I just do like, (laughs) when they're like, that's it. I'm like, well, you know, what did you expect? I did buy you dinner. Yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking more like it was a magic trick. It just wasn't a very good one. Yeah. My magic (laughs) trick is let's let's see if we can make this thing disappear. Oh, there we go. Exactly. I can't see it. (laughs) It was gone for a second and then it was back. And that was it. Story of my life. Story of my life. Okay. The Santa Monica Pier. Was originally designed for what? By the way, this is your number five. Um, I'm going to say naval ships. Really close. It was designed to protect a sewage pipe that dumped treated sewage into the ocean. <laughs> That's just true. like just like every other part of the third world. That's great. I mean, in, you know, with our experience with GTA, I've been down there, right? Yeah. That's gross. I always knew you liked to eat shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I never played around the beer. So you fo- totally failed at zero five. But here's your final one. And um, I'm actually feeling super generous tonight. Uh, if you get this one right, even close, 
It's gonna You're be like gonna a win the top six challenge because it's a hard one. Okay, that's As of twenty fourteen, what is the population of Los Angeles? Well, I mean, it's obviously majority Hispanic. I'm gonna say it's Mexican American. No, I said what's the population, not how many. Oh, how many numbers? Okay. I'm going to say 7 million. Oh, you were so close. It's 3.9, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> it's, that, it's a trillion billion. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that like it can't be 3 million total. It's got to be like 3 nope. million in nope. city proper and then nope, all the seven. No, no, no. 3.9. You got it right. Because like, like Denver no, is, no. Like, is like 4 mm-hmm. million or whatever, and it's like 500,000 uh-uh. in no, Denver. No, no. Stop making excuses. You fail. <laughs> yeah, quit, Again, your quit answer, using analogy as jurisprudence. Your That's answer vicious. is honestly just so fucking dumb. It's painful. It's just like... Yeah. Seven Badillion. Yeah. <laughs> wait, is this, wait, this is 1961. Then we don't even have a trillion dollars. <laughs> Dick Trevor. Dick. Bajillion. Bajillion dollars. There's so many fucking people in Los Angeles. It's like Listen, it's making it heavier. That Los <laughs> Angeles is like making the U.S. like heavier on that side of the U.S. So that, the that's people why in New York are up the in the air right now like a teeter totter. I smoke crack with you. Teeter totter. <laughs> anyway, you failed, hardcore. <laughs> you know, I can fail, but when after the teeter totter thing, I feel like you lost. <laughs> no. no. Teeter totter. Oh, that's better. That's going crazy. Hey, listen, I understand, Jap assholes. <laughs> Oh, it's sad because you refer to the time of good sound effects with the guns. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you, Lee, so much. Uh, Guys, if you're listening into this, you know, you can always find us at ScreamMayhem.com, CinemaBushido.com, and uh, yeah, good stuff, Lee. Fucking great shit. Thanks so much for uh, watching, brother. Um, I feel like every time I do one of these and I get you to watch another Kitano film, I've like helped the world because he needs to be out there and your understanding of his art is very important to me. So thank you. Uh, thank you, buddy. It's my pleasure as always. All right.